went home on Christmas Day from the hospital. That's really cool. I started having these very strange dreams about my dad. So I always knew that there was a little something that wasn't quite ripe, but I wasn't sure what that was. This is Around River City, the podcast about the people that make this such a cool place to call home. You can check out all the episodes at AroundRiverCity.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast there, which, by the way, is free to do. And you'll find out just what's going on around River City, too. Most of us, I think, when we're kids, we love Christmas. We love shiny things. But at some point, those loves either go away completely or we just sort of nestle them back into our memories somewhere. But for Brittany Styles, those loves never went away. I'm Ken Cooper, and as Brittany and I continue the conversation we started in the last episode, we'll talk a little bit about that love and why it is still so strong within her. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for being a part of this conversation with me and with Brittany Stiles. Now, when she and I sat down in her office to have our conversation, I found myself surrounded by sparkle and surrounded by bling. It was everywhere, seriously, including her tape dispenser and her scissors. Cup holder. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to judge because it's, it's, it's part of the beautifulness of Brittany. There are sparkles everywhere, yeah. um, and that is something also that my husband has had to deal with. I mean, he just, he goes with it. I mean, there's sparkles everywhere in our house, huh. everywhere. Where did that come from? I have always loved bling, and I feel like maybe, you know, I twirled baton from the time I was five years old until I was 15, and then along the way, I also picked up dance and all of that, and maybe it was the costumes I don't know, because mm-hmm. there was always sparkle on the costumes. That's possible. Um, but I just, I love sparkly things. And I, I can't even, I don't even know where it comes. I mean. You have sparkle on your face. I, I my love. Masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your masks are sparkly. All my masks sparkly. are sparkly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, that is something that I truly just enjoy. Like, whether it's jewelry or accessories, clothing, um, it's just who I am and what I love. Yeah. The reason I ask, because we all, you know, everybody who knows anything about you knows your love of of bling and sparkles. And I think everybody also knows your intense love of Christmas. Yes. Ooh, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your love of Christmas, and then I'll describe to you why I'm asking about both of these things. So December 23rd is my birthday. And I love that time of year because I love my birthday. I think December is your birthday. Yeah. Like the whole, (laughs) I mean, in fact, I mean, it just, it's even kind of bleeds into, you know, on both sides. Like sometimes I start as early as November and let it go through January. I mean, it's just, you know. Um, So December 23rd is my birthday. And I remember my mom telling me the story of how she took me home on Christmas Day from the hospital. And um, so I think in my mind, that's just a really special, when you think about that, you're like, wow, like I went home on Christmas day from the hospital and they got to like have me there for Christmas. Like, that's really cool. You know, so that in my mind, I like that. 
Um, but I just, I love the spirit of the holiday. I love being with family and I love giving gifts. That's probably one of my favorite things to do is give somebody the perfect gift and see it on their face. Like when Mm -hmm. I give somebody a gift and they open it and I nailed it, like (laughs) that is my favorite thing ever. What's the best gift you've ever given? Do you think? The best gift I've ever given. Okay. So my husband, um, I gave him one of those heated jackets. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. They have these heated jackets. It's Milwaukee brand. Okay. Like the tools. The tools, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And it takes the batteries that the power tools take. So he has the power tools from Milwaukee. And I knew, like, he does all of our snow plowing. And he's always outside, you know, doing all in, like, so cold. And I'm like, gosh, he should have one of those heated jackets. And so I got him one of those. And he thought that was, like the best gift ever well yeah and then the year after that he gave me a heated vest (laughs) a heated milwaukee vest so i've got that so like you know i mean it's it's just you know the idea of giving somebody something that they truly need they might appreciate you know like i i love trying to find the perfect gift for people Mm. and i love christmas decorations those have to be my favorite that might be one of our biggest differences. You don't like them. It's not that I don't like them. Here's what I don't like in my house. For Let's just say this last Christmas. Let's use it as an example. So my daughter, Sydney, and Jack, my Sarah's son, had these wild ideas for all the lighting they were going to do outside. Sydney had the ideas. Jack said, yep, let's get them and I'll make them happen. It's a day and a half before Christmas. Like, hey, guys, you're going to do that stuff? Eh, I don't know. Ooh. So I'm pulling out all this stuff right. to put up. We've got to have some light up right. somewhere. And, and so then now guess, became your issue. And then guess who took everything down you. after Christmas, including the tree. You did. And all of those, most of the ornaments, which are not mine. You don't want to do that. Am I selfish? If I'm, no. I, I, <laughs> some people just don't enjoy that, and that's okay. Like, I think I, I would enjoy it more if I if, if if I had wanted to do it and didn't. It felt like a chore. Yeah, see, and, and I love the whole process. I love, you know, putting the decorations out. I spend like five, six hours doing that, and then I put them away, and it takes me like about half the time to put them away because I'm obviously just putting them away. Um, when I'm placing them, it takes me a little bit longer. Everything just has to be quite right. Is it different every year? Uh, it has. Actually, it has been different, and I've added more things. So I'm now shocked. I'm up to four Christmas trees, and I actually just bought a fifth one on clearance for next year. So my husband's a little concerned because he's like, you do realize that the house has not gotten any bigger. Um, the house is still the same size. And there's, we, we also don't have less furniture than we had before. So putting them in places might be a little tricky. And I was like, well, I'll figure it out. Like, I really don't know where I'm going to put the fifth tree. You'll figure it out. In though. fact, the fourth one is even kind of pushing it. But I just, I absolutely love the Christmas lights. I love the decorations. So what I do is I decorate on November 1st. So I wait for Halloween to be over. Like, Halloween's over. And then November 1st is my decorating day. That is when all the Christmas stuff goes up. And it stays up until just after the first of the year, like of January 1st. So I keep it up for two full months 
or even a little longer sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I just, I thoroughly enjoy it so much and it makes me so happy. Okay, so... The reason I asked about your your love of sparkle and your love of Christmas, I was thinking about this this weekend. Those are two things that if you were six and said you loved, and this is a compliment, okay. would be perfectly acceptable, perfectly common. Mm-hmm. How is it, it? I guess I was mourning the fact that as we grow, we tend to shed those kinds of sure. loves of, yeah. of sparkles and and the and that intensity of Christmas. Yeah. How come you haven't? I don't know. I just I I it's with me all the time. I mean, do you have to try to keep no, those loves alive? No, it's just it's just who I am. It's like in my blood or something. It's in my veins. Um, and my whole life, I mean, my whole family has been very much into Christmas. I remember, you know. Unfortunately, they've passed now, but my Aunt Sharon was huge into Christmas, loved giving gifts. Like, she was the same way. Like, she loved giving us presents and then seeing our faces when she, and she would just get tickled. She would laugh so hard when, you know, like you'd open the gift and we'd we'd be so excited and she just would get the biggest kick out of the fact that she got us those presents and we loved them so much, you know, like, so I remember that. That was my mom's sister. And, and like I said, unfortunately, she has passed, but um, that has never left me. Also, my grandma Ida, who is no longer with us, huge lover of Christmas as well. And so, and then my mom too, you know, so I just think, you know, I've always been surrounded by that love for Christmas as well. And it's always just been something that has been around me. So it's not hard for me to, to enjoy that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, that's something that the lights in particular really kind of get me. I just, I love Christmas lights and the tree, you know, I even have a tree in my house that's up all year round. It's not a Christmas tree but it's like a, a, a lit tree that I decorate and it stays up all the time because I love those lights. I just love them. I wish there was more of our, of, of those childhood types of loves that we could mm-hmm. feel comfortable keeping with us. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, no, I have no, no shame when it comes to that stuff. Like that's my, that's my thing. And my husband, again, <laughs> that poor man. <laughs> just... Mr. Awesome. You have earned the title, sir. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. I I do wonder why it seems to be a natural part of growing up that we lose our ability to appreciate those things and other things like using our imagination and letting our mind just, just go wherever it takes us. Anyway, there's more of my conversation with Brittany to come. In the next part of our conversation, Brittany and I are going to dig a little deeper and talk about some of the other life stories that have helped make her who she is today. Growing up in a tightly knit family with a single mom and reconnecting with her father just in time to lose him again. Stick around. I'm Ken Cooper and this is Around River City. This is Around River City and I'm Ken Cooper. Check out AroundRiverCity.com for more episodes and for a lot of really fun and useful information about this area that we all call home. So we've covered a lot of ground with Brittany Stiles, her love of performing, becoming a celebrity, the importance of sparkle in her life, 
but she also has a story, and this is the story that I really wanted to hear about, and that's her less than perfect relationship with her father. Actually, I was a little nervous when I asked if we could talk about that. And Britt said? Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, my dad passed away in 2009 of lung cancer. Um, but before he passed away, we did not have a, a super um, strong connection. You know, that you was knew something. of him and knew who he was. Absolutely. And he, up until I was probably, you know, like 11 or 12 years old, he was in our lives. He was, you know, he was there. He was a great dad. He was... Um, living, were you living in the same yep, house? Living or? in the same house. Okay. Um, I always knew, though, that there were some issues. You know, I mean, you you kind of just know. I mean, there's fighting. You know, you're mm -hmm. when you're a kid, like you hear that, and you you know that things aren't totally right, and um, and so I always knew that there was a little something that wasn't quite right, but I wasn't sure what that was. Um, and then, obviously, when you get older, you start having conversations, and you start to kind of catch on to a little bit more of what's going on around you. Um, and I remember, you know, he got a, a job on the road, you know, truck driving. So he wasn't home very much. And I remember that. I remember that from about the time I was like 10 years old until my mom and dad ended up getting divorced when I was 15. So about that five-year mark, like in between there, he wasn't around a lot. But I knew that they were still married and that he still lived with us, but we didn't see him much. Was that a better five years in the house? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was. I think. I think my mom was a little bit happier, or she, or so she seemed a little bit happier, you know. Um, but then, you know, I found out later in my life that unfortunately my dad had um, become addicted to gambling, and so. That was something that... And that was happening during those years? Oh, yeah. Like when I was probably five or six years old is when that started. And it happened all the way up until they got divorced when I was 15. So a good 10 years of my life, my mom was managing all of that. And it was a lot, you know. So she had these two daughters and was trying to provide for them and... This man who she loved and was married to, unfortunately, fell into an unhealthy habit of gambling and would occasionally lose his paychecks. And mm. then there's no money, you know. So my mom's been through a lot. She's a really, really strong woman. And I just know that, you know, she always somehow provided for us, though, you know, like we didn't really go without, you know, too much. Maybe maybe on occasion, but it was pretty rare that we we didn't get what we really really wanted or, you know, and and so I mean, every Christmas was good, every, you know, like it just I I would have never known, you know, if until she told me, you know, and when like I said, and when we get a little bit older, we have those conversations and I didn't even learn like all of the things until I was an adult. You know, so I, I'm just wondering what kinds of feelings you had toward him, and I disappointment, I, um, definitely. You know, and and it was such a weird um, because, of course, you know, he was my dad, and I I love my dad, and I have really fond memories of my dad from when I was younger, and I just know that, you know, as I was getting older, 
and I was involved in a lot more things like with school and you know, he wasn't there for a lot of those things, but my mom was always there. And so there were many times where I thought, gosh, I wish my dad could see me do this, or I wish my dad was around for this. And I, I remember saying that quite a bit. And, um, you know, we, we tried to, you know, stay in touch with him throughout the years. And, um, you know, he kind of almost took on this, they're better without me, because he was doing so much damage, you know, I feel like he, he kind of made that assumption that he, that we would be better off without him in our lives. Um, And so he didn't do the best job of keeping in touch with us as we were getting older. Do you think he was right? I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, it's a tricky, I know that he caused a lot of hurt and a lot of, you know, problems and, um, and struggle. You know, I mean, I remember being a young kid and moving to Minneapolis. And I, re- I think we were only there for like a year, but I went to two different schools in Minneapolis when I was a kid. And then we moved back and moved in with my aunt for a while. I remember those things. And he wasn't there, you know, like, so it's just an interesting, like, I, I get like snippets, you know what I mean? Because it was so inconsistent but yet I do remember some really, really good times. And there's pictures that show how much, you know, he loved us. And I have my mom's stories of how much he loved us and how good of a dad he was until then he developed this horrible addiction to gambling. And it's a sickness. You know, it's something that uh, people struggle with and he never got help for it. That was something that he he never did because he didn't think he had a problem. So, um, you know, the, the interesting thing, though, and this kind of circles back to some of the stuff that we were talking about earlier with um, how things just kind of happen to me or, you know, there, there's this sense of something bigger, you know, um, the whole reason that I actually ended up finding out that my dad had lung cancer. Um, very interesting. I had not we had not heard from my dad in many, many years. And in the summer of 2009, which is the year he died. He died in December of 2009. It's been a long time now. Mm -hmm. Um, That summer, I started having these very strange dreams about my dad. And it was every night for like a week. And I was just like, why am I dreaming about him? Like, I don't dream about him very often. You know, like it was just a very, and, and it was like he was in trouble. You know, like there was something I it didn't I didn't know what it was. I didn't know. But it was like he was trying to reach out like it, there was like trouble and I didn't know what it was. And so I asked my mom if she had any idea where he might be, you know, because she would try to keep tabs on him so mm-hmm. that maybe we could have this relationship, you know. And what an impressive yeah. woman right. just in that respect. And anyone who's met your mother knows mm-hmm. that she is a one of a kind. Yep. But to allow that kind of connection and allow you to have those feelings of affection for this person that hurt her so much. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. Oh, and she wanted nothing. I mean, she wanted us to be close to him and he, you know, she wanted him to have that relationship with us, but it just never quite happened. And so when I, when I went to her and I said, do you have any idea where he is? She said, I think I, I think I know where he is. He might be living in Florida with his aunt. You know, that was the last I, I knew of. Um, 
so she had a, a number for like a cousin or something, reached out to that person, and then he gave the number to the aunt in Florida, and she called, and the aunt answered, and my mom said, is, you know, is he living with you? And she said, he is. And um, she said, but there's something that you need to know. And she said, he has stage four lung cancer, and it's not good. And my mom was like, you know, I mean, just like her stomach dropped because she couldn't believe that that all of this was happening, you know, like that I wanted to find him because of some weird thing. And now he's got cancer and probably is going to die. Like, I mean, it was just a really right. And so my mom said he needs to call his girls. And she said, OK, I will let him know. And the next day he called. And so from that August of 2009 up until December, we spent time talking to him, a lot of time. So we would talk to him on the phone a lot. We would, you know, have conversations that would last a really long time. And um, I kind of basically caught him up on the last, you know, however many years of our lives and everything we were doing. Um, and then... It was uh, Thanksgiving of 2009. We got a phone call that he had a collapsed lung in the middle of the night and that they were putting him into the hospital. And they told us, like, if you if you want to see him, you, you probably need to come. And so I hopped on a plane to Florida the next day, and I went. This was the first time you had seen him then? Uh-huh. First time I had seen him since I was, like, 18 years old. And so I went, and... Um, yeah, it was. And so I was there when he died and got to be with him and, and have that um, closure, if you will. Was there closure? Yeah, I feel like there was. Um, he didn't exactly say what I was hoping he was going to say. You know, I was kind of hoping he was going to apologize for everything. And, you know, and that didn't quite happen, you know. But knowing my dad and, you know, I, I feel like I... The conversations that we had, I feel like I got about as close to that as I was going to get, you know. Um, and yeah, it was it was very difficult and it was interesting. But like I said, it it again was one of those really strange, like how did that happen? How do you think that happened? I don't know. How did the? Why did you have those dreams? Connection. Um, what What does that mean? is I guess I'm getting around to a spirituality yeah I mean it's I I guess that's entirely possible um intuition like there's this you know um yeah I mean I my I guess there there has to be a higher power something that you know I mean I mean that that might be what it is I don't really know but what I do know is that I'm so glad that it happened and I'm so glad that that I was having those dreams and that it something urged me to want to reach out and, you know, and make that connection again before he passed because it wasn't a lot of time that we had in between there. That's quite a story. Well, and there's even more. I mean, I mean, it just, you know, he had children prior to my mom. Um, and so two of those sisters were there as well and I met them for the first time. When Did I you know about them? I did know about them, but I mean, 
I had never met them. I mean, my mom knew who they were because when they first got together, they were young girls, you know, and they were part of my dad's life, obviously. And, um, but yeah, I mean, so I have half sisters and a half brother. And so I met two of the, the sisters there for the very, fr- I mean, I'm, I'm coming in this, you know, I don't know who they are. They don't know who I am. And, but yet we shared this crazy, I mean, like an experience that, you know, I mean, we were there when he died, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it doesn't get much more intimate than that, you know, and, and in such a weird, you know, like we, we had never met before, you know, we had just a few short days to get to know each other before that happened. And, and then it was like full on, you know, now we have to plan, you know, what's going to happen next. And we have to clean out his house and we have to clean out the, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a whirlwind, you know? And so now, I mean, I have these sisters and we try to see each other, you know, they've come here a couple of times for some special, they came for my wedding, Um, you know? So it's just, it's interesting how life does that, you know, like how it just, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. You know, like it's just, it all came together and now I have this extended family that I didn't have before. And I'm thinking like, again, you know, like what if I wouldn't have been dreaming about him? Like we may not have even known that he was sick. He might've died. We wouldn't have had that. We wouldn't have, you know, just all of Mm -hmm. these things that, yeah, it's really unexplainable. I don't know. In a way through that loss of one very important person, you've almost gained more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... That's it's, some weird math it's a right trip. there. It's yeah. a trip for sure, you know, and I know that he was happy that we were all, that we were together. You know, I know that that was something that he, you know, was kind of blown away of, of seeing us all there, you know, together. I mean, my sister unfortunately mm. wasn't there, my biological sister, um, but you know, having us in the same room together. That had to make him feel good. Whether, I would, yeah. Regardless of how he expressed it. Right. I am sure his heart was overflowing. Yes. Yes. And he wasn't alone, you know. So that was that, you know. I mean, it was. So, yeah, I mean, that is definitely um, a big part of, you know, of, of my life that I I don't typically share that with a lot of people, not because I don't want to or because it's just it's it's kind of long and, and windy and, you know, complicated and messy. And um, but it, it has also shaped me into who I am. And um, my mom is my best friend and she's she is the rock. I mean, she is the one that got us through all of this. I mean, I can't even imagine going through something like that. But yet she she made it seem quite effortless, you know, which Moms is are great like that, mind huh? blowing. Think of all the things you wouldn't be without her. Oh yeah, definitely. I always think, you know, people who are in that situation, who have parents that, you know, they don't have the best upbringing, you know, and I, and I often think, man, like what if both of my parents would have been, you know, difficult or, you know, I didn't have that relationship with either one of them in their, you know, unfortunately that happens to people. And I can't imagine that, you know, I just, I, that's 
that's unfortunate for for people and that makes me feel really sad for people because I thankfully have my mom and again she's like she's my best friend we hang out we it's always been us you know and that's I just I can't imagine what that would be like and I in fact I remember and this might be this might make me sound horrible but I remember when he when my dad died I immediately called my mom and all I could say was I'm just so glad it's not you that's what I said to her and I I just I mean I was I think I did was you in think shock about saying that or did it just no, come out No just came out like I I think I was in a little bit of shock you know I mean it was just it was a really you know but I it like that was my feeling in that in that moment like with everything that he had put us through and everything you know I loved him he was my dad but he wasn't really in my life much you know and and there then there's my mom who's been always there and I just I couldn't help it like I had this overwhelming feeling and it just came out and I said thank god it's not you <laughs> it just came out I don't know and I, I don't think I've ever told anybody that I, I obviously she remembers it, but yeah, I don't think I've ever told anybody that. Wow. Well, thank you, Brittany Styles, for sharing that story and the rest of your story, and for sharing yourself with us and sharing your talents with us every day. This is Around River City. It's the podcast about the people that make this such a cool place to call home. And by the way, if you have a story to share. Or if you know someone with a story to share, let me know at AroundRiverCity.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast there. It's absolutely free to do, and we'll send you an alert every time we get a new episode put together. I'm Ken Cooper, and thanks for being a part of the conversation. This is Around River City.